episode of Not Another Film Podcast. I hope you're feeling in the spirit, because we're here to talk about a movie with a title that's taken from a Christmas song. Jingle all the way. <laughs> I mean, there's no other like place where they would get this title from. Yeah. Is there? There's not a like an ancient tome called Jingle All the Way. I mean, this this movie is really just about the the horrors of capitalism and consumerism. So it doesn't surprise me that the title would be taken it, from. It really is the Ready Player One of 1996. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yes, I'm joined today by Mr. Cole Goff. I am your other co-host, Ian Gears. We're here to talk about the 1996 Christmas classic, question mark? Yeah. Jingle All the Way, Arnold Schwarzenegger's Christmas comedy. Uh, Cole, when I mentioned that we wanted to do this for this month, you specifically said that we had to wait for you <laughs> to do this episode. And surprise, surprise, it's just you on this episode. Yeah. I actually, I, after I, after I said I wanted to be part of the episode, I was like, I don't know why I said that. I'd never seen this movie before. <laughs> it's, it's like a, it's, it became, we, uh, I had a, a, like a group me conversation with, uh, um, like Eric Reif and Andres and Tyler Warren and some other people and Jingle All The Way became like this like meme in the group like it was like it was like all we would talk Jamie. about for, it was like two two or three Christmases ago it was like all we would talk about it was just became this like running joke so when we when it came up I was like oh yeah I definitely want to be a part of it and then I was like that made it seem like I have some special connection I've never seen this movie I'll be honest I thought you did have a special connection to it that's why because we, uh, my family watched this a bunch. We had this on Clamshell. We used to watch it every Christmas. I haven't seen it in probably eight or nine years. Um, and I certainly don't remember some of the craziest parts of this movie. Um, but we're definitely going to get into that. But yeah, this, this movie apparently is like a pretty big Christmas film. Which is shocking to me because it is dark as shit. Yeah. And I think actively hates Christmas. It's also really bad. Well, yeah. Yeah. But I think I, there's something, I think this movie is anti-family. I think it's, uh, it's definitely, I mean, this religion doesn't come into the question at all. So I have no idea whether it's a secular or a non-secular film in that regard. Um, I, it's racist. It's actively homophobic. Uh, it is ableist. Um, there are several moments of this movie that, uh, try to make a, make it like a live action cartoon, but uh, in a post 9-11 viewing culture, make it uh, pretty incredibly offensive to um, anyone that's ever been around explosive devices. <laughs> uh, and there's a reindeer that gets punched in the face. So And then gets drunk. And then gets drunk and then gets hammered. Uh, and that's Jingle All the Way. And this got a sequel. Uh, so, starring Larry the Cable Guy. Starring Larry the Cable Guy. So Jingle All the Way came out in 1996, as we said before. It was written by a man by the name of Randy Cornfield, which is a real name. I looked it up to see if that was a moniker for something. Um, Randy Cornfield is known for writing uh, movies such as Sweet Revenge, Incident at Deception, which I'd never heard of before, and Eight-Legged Freaks, which is definitely a stay tuned on this podcast. Yeah, that's... Um... Starring That's our boy, right. Officer Dewey. Yeah. What's David Arquette? David Arquette. Yeah. Uh, and was directed by Brian Levant. Brian Levant, uh, very well known for directing both the Flintstones and the Flintstones in Viva Rock Vegas, as well as Problem Child 2, Beethoven, um, Snow Dogs, Are We There Yet? Are We Done Yet? And The Spy Next Door. Uh, wow. I know. So he lots is... Lots of kids movies. Lots of really shitty kids movies. Yeah. Lots of bad, like, live-action cartoons. Was, was Snow Dogs Cuba's first movie after winning an Oscar? No, because he <laughs> oh. won, he oh, won yeah, the Oscar like, in 95. Okay, yeah, I forgot Jerry Maguire was that... Was that early? Was that early? No, he still had, like, a pretty good career after that. He did Men of Honor. He did that, the diving movie with um, Robert De Niro. That was, like, 99 or 2000. And then Snow Dogs was The Descent. Um... <laughs> And then, unfortunately, he wasn't even good enough to be in The Descent. Yeah, well, there were, there were no men in The Descent. So. No, there were, there were creepy uh, cave dwellers yeah. in The Descent. Those were all the men we needed. <laughs> um, so this movie, where, where, where to begin? Where to begin with this movie? Um, I guess let's begin with the fact that this movie is obsessed with toys, uh, specifically one toy. Yeah, the Turbo Man action figure. Yeah, so talk, talk me through Turbo Man. 
Because he's... Well, it's the movie starts off with uh, Jamie, who's played by uh, Jake Lloyd, who plays who's, young Anakin Skywalker. It's only a matter of time of until he becomes a not another film podcast alum. Um, but he he's watching an episode of this terribly produced show um, that is I don't even know. It see it's a ripoff of it's like a Power, Power Rangers, Rangers ripoff, yeah. but there's just one guy. Um, but he's got like dude, a, you're forgetting Booster. Oh yeah, sorry, but nobody likes Booster, which is very, made very apparent later, and there are some slurs thrown at him, but he, uh, so he's got like a, uh, the action figures got like a, a boomerang and like a jetpack. He's got and, like little plastic things that shoot out of his hands. Yeah, it's a pretty lame action figure. It's, it's a like, shitty it's superhero. Like one of those, it's like one of those action figures where it only moves at like the hips and the shoulders. Like Jamie gets the, gets like the special edition version of it later and it like can't, it's like only moves at the hip, like the hip, the, le- the legs can move back and forth and the arms can move back and forth but nothing else can, it, like it can't do anything else. Well, and it makes me wonder about the, like the logistics of Turbo Man. Like what, what, it, it's just a suit. Yeah. He doesn't have any powers. He's like a really shitty Iron Man. Yeah. Or like a really shitty Batman. That's, I like that better. But, but I, Batman's not even a suit. Like Batman is, I mean, the suit helps him, but. Well, we know nothing about Turbo Man's identity. We don't know about his socioeconomic standing. We don't know if he's a Batman <laughs> or an Iron Man. We don't know if he's smart. He doesn't seem smart. He does. I can't even, it's, we watched this yesterday. I can't even remember what happens in the episode. I remember they like look like they're on a, um, like, old like a 20 year old star trek set that no one's really updated yeah um and what's the 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 enemy's name is like dementor dementor yeah um with a also a really bad design he looks like um um i'm forgetting the name of the character but uh it's a villain in crash bandicoot uh, who constantly is trying to like steal time and shit like that? Um, in Doctor Cortex. Yeah, Doctor Cortex. Yeah. That's who it is. Yeah, he looks kind of like Doctor Cortex, but he's got like a a brain. He's got he's like Mojo Jojo from Powerpuff Girls. Yeah, if Mojo Jojo and Doctor Cortex um, fucked and had a turbo baby, <laughs> it would be Dementor. And and yeah, so he's trying to D- Dementor. I guess has like a, a, a fist that deploys from his from his arm. And punches people in the face. I've got a big note about that later on in the movie. Oh, me too. Um, <laughs> but I want to dive into just the movie proper because that's that's the setup. Is this movie and all of these characters... Because I think to understand the psychology of this movie is to understand that everyone in this movie, not just the kids, but the adults alike, and everyone in the city of Minneapolis loves this thing. They love Turbo Man. Well, it's like... They lo- they, he's they, the Superman of this. Yeah, of they're this universe. they're all looking for this toy for their kid. It's like the hottest toy of the Christmas season, and it's sold out everywhere. But apparently, no one has bought one because everyone in the city is looking for one. Like when when it comes because Mr. In, Potter bought it comes back. It's a wonderful life. <laughs> it comes back in stock on like the, on Christmas Eve, and like people are murdering each other in the aisles of a store to try to get like a chance to be able to buy one. Yeah. It's, it's like utter chaos, but like, and then you think like, Oh, they're just obsessed with getting this toy for their kid, their kid. But like most of the adults are like invested in like the mythology and canon. Like they like no booster. They know like the, people will like recite like little tidbits about turbo man throughout the movie. Yeah. Like, at the end of the movie at the big parade where they've like staged essentially like a third act battle between <laughs> these actors who are supposed to be playing Dementor and Turbo Man, who in the actual movie are played by Schwarzenegger and Sinbad, uh, like the the weather people and like the, the news anchors that are announcing it are like going off on like, oh, and there's Turbo Man's best friend, Booster. Yeah. Booster is known for blah, blah, blah. It's like nobody did that shit when Pokemon was huge. <laughs> nobody does this. Like, I don't hear them at the Macy's Day Parade talking about how Lex Luthor is crashing, like, the Superman float. Yeah. Like, none of this happens. And it just makes me feel like, okay, so everyone in this town puts this shit on a pedestal. Whether it's for their kids' benefit and and they know it's stupid or whether they genuinely care about it. But the quality of entertainment that we're watching makes me believe that everyone in this town's a fucking idiot. Yeah. (laughs) and he and like there's a point in, early in the day where he's like still on an on like a normal quest to buy the toy and it hasn't like <laughs> broken down into crazy high, quite so crazy hijinks yet, but he's like 
He goes to, it looks like he's not even in, like, downtown Minneapolis. Is that where it is, Minneapolis? Yeah, Minneapolis. It's, like, down, it's not, like, downtown. He's on, like, a pretty small town street, it looks like. But there's, like, it seems like there's nine toy stores in, like, a three-block radius that he's bouncing between. And yeah. Like, it's, it's like, it's it's nonsense. It's... <laughs> so what, what town are we in? What are we, like, this movie is the epitome of what are we doing here. Um, but... It was huge. So the '90s. I want to. This is gonna blow your mind. What do you think the budget was for this movie? I don't know, cause the, the, if, if 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 you cut the third act out, which like has like the all the fake jet like jetpack stuff, I would guess. Does the budget include actors' salaries? Yes. Um, well, Arnold Schwarzenegger was making a ton of money. Um, and it's mid '90s Schwarzenegger. This is like Schwarzenegger at the height of his powers. Uh, like, I don't know, 45 million? That's what I would have thought. Like, 30, 45 million. What is it, like, 65 million? It's 75 million dollars was the budget for Jingle All the Way. 75 million dollars! In 2018, Roma didn't cost 75 million dollars to make. Uh, But imagine if Arnold Schwarzenegger was in Roma. (laughs) Oh, man, if he had played Cleo. (laughs) That kid's egg is getting broken on impact. It'll it'll only be the second movie he's been pregnant in, so... (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, the amount of money I would pay for Alfonso Cuaron to to direct a joking spinoff. Not $75 million, but a good amount. I'd pay admission price. I wouldn't movie pass it. Um, or Netflix it. Or Netflix it. So yeah, so the movie takes place, Jamie, played by Jake Lloyd, is obsessed with Turbo Man. He wants this Turbo Man doll. Uh, it's, uh, the movie opens, uh, it's about to be his, like, I guess, big karate final. He's about to get his purple belt. Well, um, you say it's his karate final, but as he says, the purple belt's really important because it's one away from green and three, three away, away from, from black. black. So, <laughs> yeah. now buy me a toy, slave. Like, yeah, but like Jamie is obsessed with like or like or what we we're talking about earlier. Like, he's obs- and like I was I was like crazy about like Dragon Ball Z and Pokemon and stuff. I was, I was right like, there with you. But Jamie like can't have a conversation with like he's like you know Dad. It's like Turbo Man says if you want to keep your friends, you've got to keep your promises or something like that. Like, yeah. He like he can't he can't have a hold a conversation conversation with anyone or like say anything without it like revolving back to turbo man and like as soon as like it's what the night before christmas eve when this movie starts because the next day he gets up and it's christmas eve and he's like goes to buy the toy it's like he's surprised to find out the number one thing his son like he's a he's a bad dad like oh he's so he's everyone's bad in yeah. this movie um this movie's filled with bad parents kids who don't deserve presents and crazy postal workers <laughs> that's this movie and if you want to hang out with all those people for 89 minutes go for it <laughs> yeah but he's like it's it's december 23rd and it's like his his company's having a christmas party he sells mattresses in like a cool 2018 loft but yeah bit, like it's like apartment. a loft building he's working but, at like merchandise market but i'm assuming that building is the showroom there's like four mattresses in that room i don't know if they moved them out for the christmas party but everyone's like throwing down down there he's still fielding sales calls i it's like and it's like 8:30 at night I, like, my, you could not get someone on the phone at noon in my office right now, the week before Christmas. No one is work. no one in, like, my business is working currently. (laughs) Like, I, so it's like, he, but it's still, like, he's been told, been being told for, like, an hour, like, look, you need to, like, his assistant's like, hey, Jamie's thing is in an hour. He ignores it. Hey, Jamie's thing is in 20 minutes. And then he continues to field calls for like 10 more minutes. And he fields calls in a way that makes it seem like he is happier than... It's the happiest yeah. we see him the entire movie yeah, it's only, is when yeah. he's working. It's only When he doesn't downhill. have to deal with this fucking annoying kid who just uses him for slave labor of buying toys for him. Yeah, it's only downhill from there. But he's like... He's an idiot. Like, he's like, oh, it's uh, 20 minutes to get to the school. I can, I, like, I'll be there. It'll be no problem. And then he's surprised when he gets on the highway and there's traffic. <laughs> I, you, if you are commuting to work every day, you are painfully aware of, like, like, I am, every afternoon when it's time for, I, I commute from, from downtown Chicago, it, downtown-ish Chicago, out to the suburbs every day, back and forth. And, and if it's, like, 
if I'm like, man, it's four o'clock. If I'm here for like 30 more minutes, like it's like my, you know, my commute's going to be two hours. Like I'm always painfully aware of what my commute's going to be. He is shocked when he get like, he gets on the highway and he's like, what are all these people doing here? And then he decides, oh, I can just <laughs> ride on the shoulder and pass all these people. It was I was so happy when he got pulled over because people do that on 90 in Chicago and it pisses me off so much. Because it's highly illegal and very dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not okay. But, you know, maybe you can take it as the fact that he's like, you know, he's an immigrant and he's Austrian. Maybe he doesn't <laughs> know the rules of the road. Except for the fact that Arnold Schwarzenegger's name in this movie is Howard Langston. Yeah. Like the most Americanized name. And like fun, am I believing, this dude is born and raised in Minneapolis. Well, they, I think I think in the universe of this movie, because it's clearly some kind of weird alternate reality because of some of the, the physics things that happen in this movie, but he... Oh, yeah. He, like... <laughs> He's there's a point later where he's wearing a turboman suit and the only thing blocking his face is a clear visor like a slightly orange transparent <laughs> a slightly visor orange tinted and he's visor. having a conversation with his son in his thick Austrian accent and his son doesn't know who it is. His wife doesn't know who he is. Dude, his, his it's not son has like, Turbo it's not, Man it's, blinders yeah, it's on. Yeah, it's not even like his son. I was going to use that exact term. It's not even like his son <laughs> is just, has Turbo Man blindness. But like his, he has a conversation with his wife and she doesn't realize it's him. First of all, Ar- the Arnold Schwarzenegger is the only person in that town that is that size. He's the only person in the town. Where, like, like this movie would have you believe that Minneapolis is like a sanctuary city for Austrian <laughs> refugees. And like there's just people and they're all bodybuilders because there are just people that are like that size with that facial structure and that voice walking around and playing Turbo Man in the Christmas parade. Yeah, who was the guy who he, like, replaces in the parade? Yeah. Was like, it Dolph Lundgren? Yeah, like, like, what he, his suit just fits what? perfectly. Was there, was there supposed to be, like, some Jesse Ventura cameo <laughs> that got cut from, like, this movie? Like, what what are we doing? So he doesn't make it to his son's karate, pra- uh, karate final. He doesn't watch him get the purple belt, uh... But what we do get introduced to, we get introduced to Rita Wilson, who plays Arnold Schwarzenegger's wife, the put-upon wife, who has no other characteristics aside from the fact that she just really wants uh, her husband to be there for her son. Yeah. Um, and we get introduced... And she's oblivious to the fact that Ted is, like, really trying to well, sleep this, with her. this is what we're getting into. The most interesting character in the movie, <laughs> Ted, played by Phil Hartman, who is their neighbor. And God bless Phil Hartman, because he's the only th- person trying to do anything in this movie. And, well, I, I actually, I can't say that. Sinbad's trying to do yeah. something. It's just the most annoying thing that you can think to do. Yeah. Whereas Ted is this slimy, greasy, like... I'm gonna come over and fix your floorboards later. Then I'll fuck your wife. Like <laughs> everything he says is like sounds like it's a threat. <laughs> like, like he's like, don't don't worry. I uh, recorded the <laughs> the belt ceremony. <laughs> don't worry. I was there to watch your son get a purple belt. Did you know it's like what Turbo Man said? Like, <laughs> it's like Jesus Christ. What is this dude doing? And you find out later on that it's because. He's just recently gotten a divorce, yeah. so he's just, to quote you yesterday, slinging dick all around this block, because every mom comes up to him, and like, like straight out of the fucking Maltese Falcon, and they're just like, Ted, I need you to fix my sewers tomorrow, like, can you, can you clean my gutters for me, Ted? And he's like, oh, sure, I can do whatever. And, like, meanwhile, he's just trying to make a good impression to Rita Wilson, a married woman whose husband not only looks like Arnold Schwarzenegger, but fucking is Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> what? That's the last wife that you should be trying to sleep with. Yeah, you're dead. <laughs> Dude, what are you doing? Yeah. Your plan has no legs. Um, but, yeah, so he gets home. Um, and, uh, Jamie, like, uh, Rita Wilson is just like, you don't have to apologize to me. You have to apologize to Jamie. Jamie won't talk to him, won't look at him. Uh, but then as soon as it's like Arnold Schwarzenegger is like, like, whatever you want for Christmas, so we'll make sure like Santa will need help. Like, we'll make sure you get it. And he's like, I want the Turbo Man action figure. If you don't know that your kid who literally only talks about Turbo Man wants a Turbo Man action figure for Christmas. You are an a- you are an absentee father. Yep. Which he clearly is. No, he clearly is. <laughs> he doesn't know anything about his wife. He doesn't know anything about his kid. 
He never asks his they, wife how her day is. Phil Hartman is is putting up Christmas lights on their house on December 23rd. They yeah. didn't have Christmas lights up. They didn't have the star put on the tree yet, because I guess they're waiting for him to do it, but, like, I don't know. But, yeah, it's just, like, no, for all intents and purposes, this, like, divorcee who lives next door who's trying to fuck your wife would be a better dad than you are, Arnold Schwarzenegger. I mean, he got his kid a Turbo Man. He did. He got there early. This movie does not exist when Amazon.com is, like... <laughs> yeah. Doing well. Although I gotta say, the gift that I got Lauren was on back order and was completely sold out and was not supposed to ship until the 27th. And I had I I had a, like a Schwarzenegger moment where I was like, "What am I going to do? I need to get the the gift." I'm deliberately not revealing what the gift is in case she hasn't opened it by the time she listens to this podcast. Um, but then, like what always happens in the in the age of the internet, it freed up and there was a there was one that was available and shipped out like uh, like a week and a half ago. And uh, they're just like, dude, do you not, uh, have you done no Christmas shopping? Yeah. He's got ostensibly two people to shop for, his <laughs> wife and his son, and it's the one thing his son wants, so are we to believe that he hasn't gotten any gifts for anyone? Yeah. Then, <laughs> yeah, what, what are you and doing? Why, why is the wife trusting him? She, she's like, I asked you to get the Turbo Man action figure. It, two weeks ago, she never confirmed she wasn't like, hey, do you want me to wrap this? Like, do they not talk? They At clearly this, don't talk. Well, no, because she married him so that he would have a green card to stay in the United <laughs> States because otherwise he was such a bad father to his family in Austria <laughs> that Krampus scared him out of Austria. <laughs> and so he had to flee to the United States. Rita Wilson helped him out. She was like his pen pal or something he met while he was studying abroad in Minneapolis, I guess. And they got married, had this kid. There's clearly no love in their relationship. Um, because when they go to sleep, they go to sleep like feet away from each other in this bed. She's wearing a full-on gown to go to bed. It's not even a nightgown. She looks like she's going to cotillion in this thing. And he just like, there's no love at all. <laughs> That's the thesis of this movie. So the next morning, uh, he wakes up because he, or he can't get to sleep because they find, you know, his wife's like, well, thank God you got that Turbo Man doll because they're like sold out everywhere. Yeah. So then he wakes up the next morning, fully dressed, ready to go. He's like, I'm going to go out and get the Turbo Man doll, you know, whatever. Or he's just like, oh, I just have to go and he run a couple her of that, He tells her that he left, he, he was keep, he left the doll at, at the, the office. office, so he's going to go get it. On dis- Christmas Eve. And then disappears for 12 hours. Yeah, and they're like, well, you got to be home in time for the parade. Because <laughs> the parade features, you guessed it, Turbo Man. Yeah. So, you know, because we can't go three fucking minutes in this movie without saying the words Turbo Man. So you need to be back here in time for the parade. So we know we have our third act set up in the parade. He goes out, goes to a toy store. At uh, He's there at 8.59, the people won't open the doors because they don't open until nine, and we get introduced to um, our antagonist of the movie named Myron, played by comedian Sinbad, uh, who is a postal worker that is also trying to get a Turbo Man doll for a son that I'm not sure totally exists. <laughs> um, how would you describe Myron? I mean, he is a violent psychopath. He's within three minutes of being introduced to him. He's choking a woman outside of this store. Yeah. And he's not like, no, no one calls the police. <laughs> no. Well, because the next time in the movie when the police do get called on him, he threatens them with a fake bomb yeah. and then threatens them with a real bomb. <laughs> um, yeah. So apparently Sinbad got carte blanche to improvise all of his dialogue in the movie. So every line Sinbad has pretty much is improvised. Wow. And you can tell because it feels like he's trying to work out a tight five every time he <laughs> opens his mouth because he just goes for extent. Like, I don't think he says less than a paragraph at any given time. Oh, yeah. His, every time he talks, it's like a monologue. And it's and, and a like it's kind of offensive monologue about how like shitty and bratty kids are who like then kids don't deserve to get presents and presents are like the downfall of American society. <laughs> and also, and it's like, yeah, dude, we get it. Like, I, like I, but like also what, if that's really how you feel, then what the fuck are you doing here? Yeah. Then tell your kid no, because they're the downfall of the American society. Homeschool your kid. And, you know... Build a bunker out in the woods. <laughs> yeah, obviously this is what you're, you know, you're trying to have a leave-no-trace lifestyle. So, like, go off and do that. Don't conform and then bitch about how you've had to conform. I don't give a shit about you. Um, and then 
constantly pulls out the card whenever people are like, hey, Myron, maybe don't choke that woman. Or hey, Myron, maybe don't like yell and push people out of the way to get a toy. Constantly pulls it back to, oh, I'm black and you're mad at me because I'm black. And it's like, <laughs> dude, whoa, whoa, whoa. And that's played for a laugh too. And it's in 96, so close to the LA riots. I just can't, I'm like, what, what like, what temperature did you think that the world was right now for these? Like, you're not, it's a kid's movie. Yeah. This isn't raw. Yeah. It's, this, this is, isn't it's 48 to, hours. It's supposed to be a kid's movie, but like, like it's super violent. Like the, a, 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 a worker at this toy store gets his head stomped on while when people push in the doors, he opens the doors and people <coughs> barge in. It's like what, it's like what sh- shows make fun of black friday being yeah but this was like 20 years ago yeah and it's like these these there's absolutely no civility between these adults like they are they are climbing on shelves pulling shelves over toys are being thrown everywhere they're pushing each other over the like people are getting hospitalized at these toy stores yeah but we're not seeing that i (laughs) like i really did half expect myron to pull out a gun and like try and threaten somebody with a gun to give him a turbo man doll. It's a, you know, it's a kid's movie. You can't have a gun. No, just bombs. Yeah. Just packaged bombs. Yeah. Um, (laughs) and so he, uh, they obviously don't have any turbo man dolls, um, at this place. So they find out that there's another store that possibly has turbo man dolls, but this, they find this out like after, or no, you're right. Sorry, that was I was. No, it's ahead. A, so it's at this. No, you're right because that's at this store that we meet Chris Parnell and Chris Parnell's first ever film performance. Um, oh yeah, and he's like a woman just took the last Turbo doll. It was a Turbo Man doll. It was on layaway. Short woman with a. These two clearly mentally unstable men. He just tells them like, oh yeah, go find this old lady. Like she's in a fur coat. Like yeah. take it. <laughs> he well, just sells her out. Well, but that's because Arnold Schwarzenegger physically threatens. Yeah, them. like. Him and an actor who looks like French Stewart but isn't French Stewart <laughs> and, like, pulls him up. Because, like, they just start making fun of him to his face, these workers, where he's like, I need to get the Turbo Man doll. And, and they're they just, just like, oh, you want a, you want a Turbo Man doll? There's, <laughs> the, hey, guys, this guy wants a Turbo Man doll. And everyone in the toy store stops what they're doing, turns, points, and laughs at fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> like, this man could go crazy on you. <laughs> He was the last action hero. <laughs> and so that's like, they, they just keep doing this and it keeps building and building and building until he, he starts chasing this woman, trying to get, uh, he follows her in his car because he can see the Turbo Man doll in the back of her car. Well, he's running and, he, and she obviously gets away. She's in a car. He can't catch up. Yeah. While this is happening, we get Ted at Arnold Schwarzenegger's house who's helping Rita Wilson make some cookies. <laughs> um, and he's like, why don't you, Rita Wilson, go upstairs, take a shower, take some time for yourself. 12 minutes on 425, I know how to make sugar cookies. And he goes up, and then he immediately starts yelling at the kids. <laughs> like, pipe down, you little ingrates. <laughs> and Arnold Schwarzenegger calls. He's like, put down that cookie. That is my cookie. It's one of the best. It's one of the only fun scenes in the movie. Yeah. Well, what Ted's like, Ted's like, oh, she's up in the shower. Do you want me to go get her? Go check on her? <laughs> <laughs> Your wife's cookies are so good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's great. I, lo- I legit, like, really think Phil Hartman's actually, like, the one person trying to save this movie and maybe it's because he's the one person that doesn't give a shit about this movie yeah (laughs) um so then they go to another toy store and at this because they hear that this place got a bunch of turbo men in at this toy store there's this they're like yeah we did get some we got a lottery going you're gonna have to get one of these rubber balls that's got a number on it. Then we'll draw one of these rubber balls. Why would you? Then, why would you use like a fucking ticket? Like they use rubber balls. They're tackled by these rabbit. Like this is like the, the the adults in this movie. It's like 28 days later. It's when Hunger they, Games. When these, when these adults think they have a chance of getting a Turbo Man doll, like they they go they go they get rabid. So they yeah. tackle them, and then the balls go everywhere. And then people are getting stepped on, bitten, like physically assaulted to try to get one of these yeah. rubber balls. And that's it. And then one of them kind of falls down, Arnold Schwarzenegger and, and Sinbad are running after it. It lands 
with this little girl who's dressed like Danny Torrance from she The Shining. Looks, she looks exactly like a young Danny. Like if <laughs> Danny Torrance looked like this when he was like three years old. Oh my god! All I wanted was for like when he's like, "Give me that ball. You want to give me the ball?" I don't want to give you the ball. <laughs> like he just turned. Tony doesn't want me to give you the ball, fucker. And um, meets like like pretty much chases this kid down into a ball pit. Um, and is like, I'll, I'll give you this ball if you give me that ball. And then, you know, luckily the one uh, person to have any sort of semblance of idea in this movie of what's going on, the, the mother, starts beating the shit out of Arnold Schwarzenegger with her purse. And is like, stop talking to my kids, you pervert. Yeah. Like, and, and so that's, and, and that's it. It goes to it like the dead end. That's it. That's what this movie is just like another instance of like, maybe there's Turbo Man doll here. Dead end. Maybe this is Turbo Man doll here. Dead end. It, the tur- it's it's like uh it's like the plutonium in Fallout. It's like the MacGuffin. The Turbo yeah. Man doll is just a MacGuffin. It's just like oh, t- he's gonna follow this this path to try to find a Turbo Man doll, and it's gonna keep putting him in these wacky situations. Yeah. I didn't mean to compare this to Fallout. Fallout's Mission Impossible. Fallout's an incredible movie. Yeah. This is our <laughs> strong plug for Mission Impossible Fallout. One of the years. Tom best Cruise films. is the is the last action hero. <laughs> so far, yeah. Um, so then, uh, where are we? Where are we? Uh, bu- 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 oh, is at this, this point, they go to the diner. They go to the diner cause, uh, he's run out of gas in his car. So he pushes his car up to the diner. Um, he's trying to call these toy stores, um, to see if any of them have turbo men dolls. They don't. He meets up with Sinbad again. Sinbad wants to form a partnership and he's like, nah, dog, not about that life. I'm trying to just get this doll for my kid. It's not that you're like a bad guy. I just don't want to talk to you because yeah. you seem uh, mentally unstable. <laughs> and they find they hear on the radio that there's uh, Martin Mall <laughs> in a great cameo. Well, before that, there's a really disturbing shot of Jake Lloyd drinking from a whiskey bottle. Is that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when he's talking to Myron, Myron pretty much got this whole sob story about how he really wanted a toy, this like little uh, army gun. Uh, for a long time. Of course, it's a gun. He wants some sort of violent thing. Um, he really wanted this army gun, and his dad never got it for him. And he grew up, constantly disappointed himself and everyone around him, and became a. Uh, Started uh, torturing cats out in the woods. Yeah, and became a, 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 a civil worker, and, became, and, as, and is now incredibly unhappy <laughs> with his life, his kids, and otherwise. Arnold Schwarzenegger is also unhappy, but at least he's rich and white. Um, that's, I mean, that's pretty much said by everyone in this movie. Um, and he imagines Jake Lloyd finishing uh, Sinbad's monologue dressed in like a little mail worker's uniform with a flask of whiskey just going at it. And I think it's at this point George Lucas said... That's my guy. <laughs> Immediately bring him onto the set of fancy. You're fitting a lot of voice work into this episode. I'm trying to work on it. <laughs> you had, you had uh, what's his name? Da- Danny Torrance. You had Arnold Schwarzenegger. You had George Lucas. We're going to keep a running tally. Everybody listening, drink every time. Oh, yeah, you and you've done, uh, what's his name? Uh, Ted. Ted. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I'm waiting to hear your Ted. No, I'm, I did. I tried it earlier. It didn't work out. Well, I liked I? it. <laughs> I want to hear more of it. Um, but the, the radio, uh, there's a, a contest on the radio that you will get a Turbo Man doll if you can be the first person to call in and name all eight reindeer. <laughs> Which should literally take 10 seconds for someone to complete, but they have enough time to, and there's like a five minute scene of them running to the radio station. When they get there, someone is like, na- called in and is like naming the Jackson 5. They're like, I think it was like... T- T, uh, it's Sinbad. He's like, he's like, Tito, Janet, Blitzen. Uh, <laughs> and <clears throat> it is at this point, we've skipped something really big. We're going to go back to it. But it's at this point uh, that Sinbad pulls a package out of his... Oh, as he's running also, Sinbad is throwing mail out of his mail satchel to lighten the load, I guess. <laughs> and um, that's a federal crime. Yeah, he's like... People's like people. People's like holiday bonus checks might be coming in there, or bills that they're gonna miss and then like go into debt because those bills are gonna co- compound. Yep. Like this guy is. This is ninety six. Yeah. They're not sending you email follow ups. <laughs> like no, this is 
You don't you, have a mint account that tells you you missed a bill payment. Yeah, there's not there's not some sort of Slack chat that you can be on that tells you, hey, uh, you never responded to this. <laughs> uh, you know, it's that's just not what happens in '96. So they're in there, and he pulls a package out of the satchel and is like, if you don't give me the Turbo Man doll, I'm gonna blow all of us up. Yeah. Saying and and they're like, whoa, 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 what do you mean? And he's like, I work in the postal service. I'm unstable. People send bombs through the mail all the time. Give me a Turbo Man doll. I'm gonna blow all of us yeah, up. Yeah, he said I kept one just in case. How would he? Yeah, know? because because it's it, wrapped. Because it, yeah, because a uh, a postal delivery man is is they they just they just toss those in a room just in case like they, they, to to collect them. It's like if a bomb was found in the mail, you wouldn't there wouldn't be a bomb squad that would come and take it away, which yeah. actually is true because in five minutes there he he tries to pull <clears throat> the same thing, but it's an actual bomb. Yeah. But anyway, so... So, no, well, that's the next thing I was going to go to. The cops show up because Martin Mull does the one sane thing in the movie and calls the police. Well, you... But he find... You find out that he doesn't have a Turboman doll. He has... He was like, if you listened, I'd said you, some, whoever wins would eventually get a Turboman doll. We have a gift certificate that can be exchanged for one Turboman doll. <laughs> Which, honestly, that also would have been fine. Yeah. If he had just given that to his kid and been like, hey... You've got a Turbo Man doll. Yeah, They're we, all sold out. Hopefully you'll understand and exercise a little bit of compassion and empathy to the situation that there are kids out there who are less fortunate than you that got a Turbo Man doll that maybe deserve it more than you do, you <laughs> little shit. But no, Jake Lloyd, of course, would be like, Dad, you don't love me. Fuck you. <laughs> I'm going to kill you. <laughs> uh, but then, so the cops show up. Same cop that we've seen throughout this movie three times. I would mention him more, but he doesn't do anything in this movie. Yeah. Um, and... They get threatened with a bomb again. Yeah. Sinbad throws it, and he and Schwarzenegger run away. They get Schwarzenegger is now a, a an accomplice in this yep. because he tells them like this guy's unstable. He might that's probably actually a bomb, even though he has no reason to believe it is because he the had last one was a music Sin, box five minutes late earlier. Yeah, Sinbad had pulled this. And it had, it had not been a bomb. And the, but the, the cop, the one that keeps showing up, is like, don't worry, I was on the bomb squad for five years uh, or to eight years or whatever. Uh, like, I can handle this. And he picks it up and he was like, oh, this is a fake bomb. Pulls the paper off, which apparently is the trigger to this, ex this actual explosive that he is holding in his hands and it goes off. It hurts my head. And he is, he is unharmed. His face, his face is blackened, like, like soot was thrown on it. No one else in the room is even harmed. I think there's damage to the room, but there's, like, he is still on patrol 20 minutes later in the movie. Like He's he standing is, up. He didn't even get knocked to the ground. Yeah. There's another cop in the room, because it flashes to him. Who is completely fine. Yeah. So unless this was like literally just a, like a fake bomb for like just like a goof. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck was this thing doing in the mail? Yeah. And Sinbad's like, that was a real bomb. There's some sick people in this world. Like. <laughs> yeah. And they're at this point, they're running what to make it to the parade. Is that where they're going? At, at this, this point? point, he's no, he's running home. Yeah, because they're... Uh, no, he goes... Yeah, they run... He goes back to the diner. His car has been completely stripped. Yeah. Um, and so he gets the car towed to his house. Uh, and when he gets to his house, he... I do want to... But before he gets the car towed, he... I think that's when he calls home and... Uh, Jake Lloyd answers the phone. And this is where, like, the, Ted's son is like, oh, yeah, he, like, <clears throat> Jake Lloyd's like, oh, I wish my dad did stuff like this because Ted's gotten a reindeer that they named Ted. Yeah, uh, I named it Ted after my dad. So, um, but Jake, Jake, yeah, Jamie is like, I wish my dad did stuff like this. And Ted's son is like, oh, he never used to. He, after they, after he, he uh, my parents got a divorce, he started doing this. Maybe your parents should get a divorce. <laughs> it's like a line that's actually spoken in this movie. But then, but so then Jamie like runs home and gets in there in time to, uh, answer a call from his dad. The mom follows him and like Arnold Schwarzenegger is, is telling Jamie like, look, I need to talk to mom. They're on the phone for three or four minutes and she never gets to the house in that time. Like it's shown that she's following him. But the, the this is my favorite line in the movie where, <laughs> where Arnold is like, uh, I need to talk to your mom. And Jamie's like, she's outside petting Ted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, man. Set him up and knock him down, Randy Cornfield. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so then, like, he gets home, and he gets to the... He, he like, the car gets there. He sees that Ted is in his house with his wife, like, they're um, by the Christmas tree, and he's putting the star up, which is Arnold's big thing. That's my star to put up. And then, um... He's in my house with my then, wife and my star... And then, Ar- and then Arnold remembers. Oh yeah, Ted said he has a he yeah he got a Turbo Man for his son. So he goes in to steal it. The reindeer <laughs> gets into the house. They destroy everything. He and- breaks into his neighbor's house to steal his neighbor's son's Christmas present. Yeah, that's that, when this. That's the hero of this movie. That's, a, that's, that's the, the last action hero. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that happens. He punches Rita. the reindeer in the face. Rita Wilson and. Ted and Jamie get in Jamie's or and Ted's son get in the car to go to the parade. They leave Arnold there. Arnold's getting drunk with the reindeer. Yeah, because they catch they catch Arnold. Yeah, they see him and so they leave. Um, and then Ted finally makes a pass. She like she finally realizes. Dude, when, he Biff Tannins her. Yeah, he tries to like lean over and it's like very he he tries to sexually assault her. She, <laughs> Here, have some non-alcoholic eggnog. You'll love it. Like, you mean just like blended up egg yolks and cream? Like, <laughs> nah, dog. I'm not into that. Like, if this isn't rum in it, then what are we even doing here? Um. So they get there. Arnold gets to the like runs to the parade. He sees a drawing that Jamie made and is like, you know what? No, I am going to go make up with my family. Um, and <laughs> you know what? I'm not going to abandon them even though I need this green card. Um, so he run, So he runs there, gets mistaken for the guy that's supposed to play Turbo Man, gets put in the Turbo Man suit, and then like the real hijinks of the movie start. Everything up to this was just an appetizer. There's like legitimate flying around in a jet pack. <laughs> I want to pause here. And Tarantino this conversation because there's a whole section of this movie that we did not talk about, which is when he is at the Mall of America, he sees a Santa Claus. That's oh my like, god, we completely we missed completely this section. We completely forgot it. That's how that is how forgettable this movie is. We forgot a like fifteen a full fifteen minute set piece in the middle of this movie where Arnold Schwarzenegger is in the Mall of America and the Santa Claus there is like, hey, you're looking for a Turbo Man doll, and Arnold's like, yes, I'm looking for a Turbo Man doll. And turns out, surprise, surprise, this Santa Claus is Jim Belushi having a real rough year in his acting, I guess. And I, I, I choose to believe this is Jim Belushi playing Jim Belushi, um, who's like, you come with me to this abandoned warehouse. And it's guarded by, like, dogs, like Rottweilers. Rottweilers and- with antlers on them. Yeah. So they look like, like rabid reindeer. Um, and we will give you a Turbo Man doll. And he goes there with them. And a Jim Belushi is doing uh, the second most annoying performance in the movie, right behind Sinbad. <laughs> and it's just talking, just talking nonstop. This movie's so loud and annoying, it's crazy. And just, and it's like, yeah, here, I'll get you a Turbo Man doll. When they go inside, it is a bevy of Santa Clauses from like, I guess, other malls. They are running a toy racket. Um, and there are a bunch of elves and dwarves running around that are, uh, that are all well, dwarves dressed dwar- as elves. dwarves dressed as elves running around. And I think is the, it's Tony, Tony from, uh, from, from, Sin- bad- from Seinfeld. Okay. It's Tony from Seinfeld is, uh, is the elf in the movie. Um, and he like, they're like, yeah, here's a, a turbo man doll. That's going to be $300 presses it, it's the Spanish language Turbo Man doll, and, and when he opens <laughs> it, it crumbles to pieces and falls apart, and is like painted cat poop that's been glued together <laughs> or something. Um, so, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, angry about this, is like, give me my money back, and Jim Belushi's like, no, boys, get him! And all of these Santas descend upon Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh yeah, there's a really bad fight scene. Where he fights he he fights Santa Claus that uses uh, candy cane nunchucks. <laughs> he fights fat Santas, like traditional Santas. He fights uh, a shirtless larger-than-him Santa that's played by the big show. Um, <laughs> uh, and and that's it. He has to he literally has to fight off. All of these different Santa Clauses. So if you love Christmas kids, you get to watch The Last Action Hero, um, who's about to play Mr. Freeze, uh, beat up the mascot of Christmas 
20 times over <laughs> in a dirty, scary warehouse where they're making counterfeit yeah, toys. This, if any kid who watches this is like, what is like, it's this, it's just a warehouse full of dirty Santas making counterfeit toys. Like what is, what are kids going to think about that? This is the eight year old version of Narcos. <laughs> <laughs> there are just scenes of like, I would expect these Santas to also be wearing like SARS masks and to just be like passing along toys down like a long conveyor belt. It makes no sense. That's really, again, we, we say this and we mention it now because it has no bearing on the and rest of the movie. I think where it fits in is like, that's when he leaves there, that's when his, he runs out of gas and shows up at, and ends up at the diner, right? Because yeah. they, how the scene ends is uh, like the cops bust it. He, he finds a box full of toy badges and convinces the cops that he's been undercover trying to, to bust this ring for like months. Yeah. And, um, and he gets out. And then he goes to the diner. So now we're back to the parade. So flash forward to the parade. Um, he wanders into this warehouse because he, he's trying to beat traffic down there. He just gets out and he runs, fi- finds himself in this warehouse where he meets up with um, um, one of the dudes from Meet the Deedles who tells him like, hey, bro. Yeah, I know. Haven't heard that title in a long yeah, time. Yeah, what a pull. Um, and who's pretty much like, oh my God, thank you so much for coming on such short notice. When so-and-so sprained their leg, we, you know, thought we were going to be like shit out of luck with this Turbo Man thing. Um, but they're putting Arnold Schwarzenegger in the Turbo Man costume. Um, and, and then we get to see, uh, 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 Curtis Armstrong, Booger from Revenge of the Nerds, <laughs> who's there as Booster. And he's, you know, like, where the hell have you been? Like, you need to get on here. We got to like, you know, I hope you went over the choreography for the bit that we're doing. (laughs) And they go out on the float. And now suddenly Arnold Schwarzenegger is Turbo Man. Yeah. Um, And Ted has had uh, eggnog spill all over him because Rita Wilson recognized that he was trying to sexually assault her in their car um, and has since left. Meanwhile, Jamie's still playing with Ted's son. And she's like, I'm not going to tell Ted's son that his dad tried to assault me in this car because, you know, fear. Well, she shouldn't. She shouldn't. <laughs> Her son doesn't need to know about that. No, but that's but something. the cops should. <laughs> I mean, I would be pulling Jamie and this kid away and be like, no, your dad is like a sick yeah, pervert. You're going home with us. Yeah, yeah, you're coming home with us, kid. But, um, you but need so to be Arnold, safe. Arnold Schwarzenegger now in, the, in a great act of nepotism in this movie is the one who gets to choose what kid gets this. This, limited edition. This horrific limited edition Turbo Man. Because, like, the, like I, I was saying earlier that the action figure sucked. This, the action figure that we mostly see in this movie is different from the other ones. It's, like, much larger. It's shinier. But it seems, like, much less feature-rich. Like, I don't, I don't know do if it anything. talks. I don't know if it's... It's, like, twice the size and worse. It's a collectible. Whereas the other yeah. one... The other dolls are toys. In, this is, like, a giant collectible. As, as far as we can tell from the craze that the country... If, if the country... If Minneapolis is, like, you know, a, a sign of what's going on in America, this collectible is probably worth a few hundred thousand dollars yeah, to the, the right buyer. The, the Walking Dead that exists inside of Minneapolis <laughs> where this movie's taking place. But it's... Um, but yeah, so he he's now in charge of picking. He picks Jamie. And then Sinbad is apparently aware of the setup of this parade float, like, action scene because he goes up onto a rooftop, knocks out the guy who's supposed to play Dementor. Who's takes, taking a smoke break yeah, on... Like, two... He's got, he's got 45 seconds before... And then Sinbad's able to, in that time, squeeze into the suit. He jumps down... He ziplines yeah, down. He, he zip shoots a zipline. And they, they get into a fight. Uh, at one point, um, he, uh, the, shortly after this, um, what's his name? Uh, uh, Booster? Booster. Booster's like, hey, what are you doing? These aren't the lines, like what you're saying. And uh, Sinbad's like, shut up, Booster. Nobody likes you. He shoots like a fist at him or something. It knocks Booster off. And then you hear... Um, you hear uh, a, a, a bunch of children jump on top of Booster and start beating him. To, and, like, just beating the shit and out hear, of this adult man. You hear one kid say, we don't like you, and then calls him a, a homophobic slur that starts with the F word. In this children's movie, that, was, that wasn't that was edited out. They didn't catch that. I shit you not. Like, I, I had to, we, we, we rewound to it. it 
four times yeah, we, and watched it with the captions on where it just says, we don't like you, Booster, but that is definitely not yeah, the like, audio I, you're I hearing. I Googled it and, like, it's weird. I was, it's not something I was just hearing. Like, it is, like, a lot of people have, there were, I found a lot of threads online. I was going to say, you, you found the thread on uh, on Reddit. Oh, yeah, it was like, <laughs> it was, there, there was like, it was like jingle all the way, more like jingle anti-gay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but, uh... The other thing I want to talk about here is when, uh, Sinbad... I know what you're about to say. ...attacks, um, Arnold Schwarzenegger, he uses the same move that Dementor uses in the show, which is he can shoot his fist at him. Sinbad does this, and the fist flies off, and then comes back to Sinbad, and, like, reattaches, and he, like, moves his fingers around, yeah, like, oh, yeah, I got it. So that was his actual hand. <laughs> oh, his hand fly he off. He was able to shoot his actual hand that he can control. And then the little minions, which I guess are supposed to be, like, the putties from, from um, uh, Power Rangers, come out and start beating up on Arnold Schwarzenegger, and they're jumping on him, and they're like... Hey, remember the choreography, buddy. Don't forget the choreography. And while they're saying that they're actually making contact and hitting him, which I have been in theater for almost 10 years, over 10 years of my life. I have done many combat fights in shows. You are never supposed to actually make contact unless it is very light contact. And these like minions are fucking going ham on Arnold Schwarzenegger. That's not okay. Uh, yeah, and then Sinbad, I, I honestly, we, we watched, like I said, we watched it yesterday, I can barely remember what happened in this scene. Sinbad chase, Jake, He Arnold, steals Arnold, Jake Lloyd. Um, Arnold gives Jamie the toy, he pulls him up onto the float, he has a conversation with him, Jamie doesn't recognize his father's face or voice, um, <laughs> or size, and then he, so Arnold puts the toy in Jamie's backpack. Turbo man blindness. Sco- sco- scoots him off, scoots him off the float, and then Sinbad pursues Jamie up a building, they climb up on a crystal. Christmas tree like tower. Yeah. Um, and Sinbad is like threatening Jamie. They climb up it. The tower falls over and is like suspended. Um, and Jamie could easily die. And then, and, and then Arnold starts flying around on an actual working jetpack. Yeah. This thing is it, the, the suit has a jetpack on it. Yeah. This would be like mili- high grade military technology. This thing like. Like jetpacks now, I think if they're first of all they can't be controlled. Like he's like literally rocket man. Like, these jetpacks can't be controlled. Like you, you can't be like he's able to control it very well with no training. He just starts using it and is immediately an expert with it. It has enough. It is a, a fuel efficient enough where it lasts him like a ten minute. I don't. It felt like ten minutes. It might have been a two minute scene. It felt like it went on. Like we we were talking about this is an hour and a half movie and it felt like we were watching like a two hour and forty. Five minute movie. Yeah, the the pilot episode of Little Drummer Girl feels shorter than this, <laughs> and that that show is great, but moves at a glacial pace. <laughs> um, yeah, the other thing that's crazy about this, so everything you said is true and happens in a PG kids movie. The other thing that's also happening concurrently is Rita Wilson, the mother of this child, nonplussed <laughs> that her kid is being pursued by uh, a man that obviously is not part of the act. Yeah. Um, is being lifted... Well, and is being, like, lifted up and held and handled. Yeah. Like, not okay, movie. Um, and also, the news anchors that are there commenting on... Uh, that are, like, narrating the parade are, like... Oh no, I guess Dementor wins. I guess that's it. That's curtains for Turbo Man. <laughs> like while like you can very easily see that that something is yeah, not they right with been the part act. of these rehearsals, I'm sure. Like Yeah, I'm sure they had a script to go down. Yeah. And when they realized that the action that's ha- playing out in front of them is not lining up with the script that they have, no. I'm yeah. sorry, that does not I'm, happen. I'm sure Dementor Pursues Child is not in the script. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure Child gets away right before then. But, no. Anyway, long story short, Schwarzenegger fine, like, gets Jamie, he's fine. The cops are taking away um, Sinbad. and Because the cop that's constantly been pursuing Arnold Schwarzenegger at the end is like, thanks so much, Turbo Man, for catching this guy. You know, we could really use a guy like you on the force. And Turbo Man takes off his, his hat... Or his visor, and surprise, surprise, it's the six foot eight Austrian man that you've been chasing this entire fucking movie. And he's like, Thank you very much, officer. And the guy's like, Oh no, I guess I pegged this guy wrong. He's Turbo Man. (laughs) (laughs) I guess I'm egg on my face. This guy who was part of a bomb threat in a radio station earlier is Turbo Man, uh, a fictional character. 
I'm gonna let him off. I'm gonna gonna let him go. I'm gonna let him go. (laughs) You know what? You win this time, Turbo Man. (laughs) I'll be your commissioner, Gordon. (laughs) And he gets away. (laughs) And so he's like, Jamie, you have Turbo Man now. What are you gonna do with the toy? And he gives this multi-hundred thousand dollar (laughs) collectible Turbo Man toy. Just gives it to Sinbad. Because Sinbad makes one like off-handed remark about like now I gotta look my kid in the eye and tell him that I didn't get him the present. First of all, no, you're gonna have to look your kid in the eye and be like, yeah, I'm not coming home for 15 years because you you bombed aggravated you bombed, assault. Yeah, you bombed uh, bomb a radio. Threat. Yeah, you no, you bombed a radio station. <laughs> you left a bomb behind and it, it should have killed seven police officers. It is an act of domestic terrorism. And then and then you you like defacing a, public property and then like attempted like child abduction yeah. and attempt and almost you. Almost like we're part of manslaughter involving a child. Like he, you're not, you're not gonna see the outside of a, a prison for years. I, I do have a question for you. Who's a greater menace to society, Sinbad in this movie, or Haley Richmond, the president's daughter, in My Day with the President's Daughter? <laughs> I I think Sinbad is less expensive. <laughs> um, but they both have a like similar total like disregard for the safety of others. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, it's a sociopathy that yeah. uh, that we don't see too often in our kids' movies. Yeah. Um, but thank God we get it in small doses. So he gives Sinbad the toy. Uh, I'm still not convinced Sinbad's son is real. Um, <laughs> and gives him the toy for him to, I guess, hold in prison. And and Arnold Schwarzenegger, in an act that I, I would never be... Because at this point, I'd be like, no, kid, you're keeping that fucking no, toy. I, <laughs> I almost died multiple yeah, times. I would be like, even if you don't want it, I'm taking it because... This, I've earned this. And, and this man deserves nothing good in his life. <laughs> yeah. And Arnold Schwarzenegger, a man who does not deserve anything in this movie, <laughs> at the very least, deserves that toy. <laughs> and uh, Jamie, of course, gives the, well, why would I need Turbo Man when I've got the real Turbo Man for a dad? <laughs> And and we it's all like, kid, you're, he's gonna have to give that suit back. Like that is a very yeah. expensive suit. Well, not until Rita Wilson breaks off pack. a piece. She's like, oh, yeah. oh man, my my hut. It's that shit's crazy. Rita Wilson looks at Arnold Schwarzenegger when he's dressed up as Turbo Man, like hubba hubba. Who knew my 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 husband was so handsome? And it's like your husband's you're Arnold mid- Schwarzenegger. Yeah, you're married to mid '90s Arnold Schwarzenegger. The but dude also is chiseled from like, the after, gods. After he brings Jamie back, like. Rita Wilson's just like, thank you, sir. Like, I'm, I've, I'm so, you know, I appreciate this so much. Like, I don't know what I would have done if something happened to him. You have no idea how much he means to me, which is a weird thing to say to another adult about your child. Like, this guy's an adult. Even though you can't recognize him as your own husband, you can probably, you might be able to assume that he has kids, like, or at least know that people no, no. love their kids. Like, like I it's can't, such that a, line is, it's, is fucking it's buck a, wild. It's a bonkers line. But then, but she's like, he's like, oh, I, I will. And there's like a two minute dialogue scene and, and like then Jamie's like, oh, like I'm just sad because my dad's not here. And like he's like, yes, he, he like yeah, he's mad at me because we had a fight earlier. And she, Arnold is like, he's not mad at you. He's like, he's sorry. And then he takes off the helmet and everyone's surprised that it's him. Yeah, because apparently Minneapolis is also a small town. Uh, and everyone knows who he is. Well, everyone would know who he is because he's a six and a half foot tall giant <laughs> Austrian man. Um <laughs> But yeah, that shit's crazy to me because yeah, Jake Lloyd should feel sorry because, oh, my dad doesn't understand me because I only talk in quotes from this television show that literally annoys everyone in the world or that everyone in the world may think is the greatest thing since sliced bread. Yeah. Um, and, and Arnold Schwarzenegger should be pissed off at his son for making him go through all of this. Rita Wilson should get a divorce from Arnold Schwarzenegger because he's a terrible husband and the cops should be arresting Ted, Myron, Schwarzenegger, Rita Wilson for not taking care of her kid and honestly, Jake Lloyd should be thrown in the fucking Voldemort <laughs> orphanage because God knows that kid's gonna grow up to be the Dark Lord the, of the Sith. So, no one in this movie gets out scot-free except for Ted's little porker of a son who just turns out to be an asshole. He just turns into O'Doyle from the Billy Madison. Like, there's no one in this movie is good. Everyone's horrible, and Merry Christmas. That's Jingle All the Way. Um, one of my favorite details of trivia that I found out from this movie is they filmed this movie in April in LA. Really? 
and everyone was hot as shit the entire time. Oh my god, that's uh, awful. Yeah, they filmed like two scenes. Like the uh, the parade was filmed at Universal Studios in Los Angeles, um, but like the scenes at Mall of America were actually filmed at Mall of America. That's the only stuff that was really filmed in Minneapolis, and still, even then, it was filmed in the spring where it's not snowing. Yeah, <laughs> so that shit's crazy, and that's really all the stuff I could find. Apparently Schwarzenegger loved the script, had been wanting to do the, a movie like this for a long time uh, because he was trying to change his image from the action guy to the comedy guy. Um, and this movie, while it cost $75 million to make, only grossed about $60 million in the US, but grossed another $60 million abroad. This movie was a hit, made over $100 million and spawned a sequel starring Larry the Cable Guy. I bet that one didn't cost $75 million to make. No, it cost 75 pork rinds and, <laughs> uh, and a song. Yeah, so that's Jingle All The Way. Cole, would you recommend this movie in 2018? Nah, dog. <laughs> that's it, not even a little bit. This, I almost want to recommend it because it's so batshit insane. Yeah. But I kind of feel like if you and a couple friends want to watch this movie, unfortunately right now it's not free on anything. We had to pay for it on Amazon, but if somebody has it or it's streaming somewhere for free and you've got a couple friends over and you want to watch a, like a totally batshit crazy Christmas movie, you could do worse. Yeah, it's, I, I would say in those circumstances, definitely. It's, it's like, if you're just trying to watch a good Christmas movie, this, this isn't it. Yeah. No. Um, but if you, if you're in a group and want to watch, it's like, it's like an, it's a fun watch just on, like on those grounds, like you said, it's just so crazy. Um, and unbelievable, but, uh, that's about, that's about all I'd recommend. That's about the only circumstance I'd recommend it in. Yeah. I guess I do want to ask before we get into, um, recommendations, do we, what, what is your, if you had to distill one, what's your one Christmas movie you cannot have the holidays without watching? Um, I don't know. I'm not like a, a crazy big Christmas movie guy. Um, I'd say like Sydney and I watched, it's like a tradition we, or it comes from her family. I'd never seen it before we started doing it, but Christmas vacation we watch every year. Um, so that's like the, the biggest I have, but I mean, I enjoy watching like Love Actually and Elf every year. We watch both, we watch like the first two Home Alones every year. We make sure we get the, we get those in. Um, so there's a few, but, uh, there's not like, I don't, I'm not like a crazy or a crazy Christmas per, uh, movie person. Yeah, no, me neither. I mean, I, I blame that on growing up Jewish. But we still have some. Like, I know it doesn't really... Like, the movie that puts me most in the Christmas spirit is Muppet Christmas Carol. River feels the same way. Um, but yeah, Muppet Christmas Carol's mine. Christmas Vacation's yours. Uh, so, Cole, this movie is a piece of flaming hot garbage. And... There are some Christmas movies, maybe other kinds of movies, maybe other action movies, um, that we do love. Uh, so what would be your uh, recommendation for people uh, that may like or not like this movie to watch uh, in 2018? Something that's maybe a little bit better, a little bit fresher, um, that's not as racist, homophobic, sexist, or ableist as this movie? Um, what would you say? Um, I'd say, I'd say Elf, cause it keep, it's a lot of the same characteristics. It's like a dad who's too obsessed with his work, is neglectful of his son and wife. Um, you get a lot of like the son and wife, the, the son and wife are, um, a lot more likable in, in Elf. Um, and, uh, I guess is, would, would Buddy be Ted? <laughs> I'm just kidding. But uh, you get uh, it's 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 a lot more enjoyable. Um, I it's it, Zoe Deschanel is Ted. <laughs> it's it's one. She's of, the one making moves on the elf. It's uh it's one of my um. It is one of my favorite Christmas movies, but I think just like from that, like it's a lot of the same storyline, and it's like a dad who who's like too cr crazy about work. He spends like is like spending Christmas Eve away from his family, and like eventually redeems himself, and like the family is stronger at the end. But it's just like executed better throughout. Yeah, it's a good choice. I've actually only ever seen Elf once. Really? Yeah, I saw it in theaters, and I've never seen it since. I need to watch it again. I enjoyed it. I just we have it. Yeah. No, I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> um, uh, I would say movie that came out a couple years ago uh, that I really enjoyed when I first watched it, and Lauren wanted to watch it, so we we rented it and ended up actually just buying it because it was only a couple dollars more to buy than rent. Uh, is 2015 movie Krampus? 
I think it uh, distills the energy of all of the characters in this movie. Uh, because everyone in Krampus is also a raging asshole, uh, and they get what they deserve, which is um, a bunch of toys and demons coming and attacking them. <laughs> and uh, the movie's a lot more fun than it than it looked. Uh, it's it's a good time. I really enjoy that flick. Uh, yeah, that's all I got. You got anything else? Uh, everyone, uh, our, our, I think our millions of listeners, it'd be great if all of you went to see Burning. It's not related to Christmas at all, but it's a, <laughs> it's a Korean movie that, uh, I went to the Music Box Theater and saw this, this week. Um, it's like on a limited release right now, but, um, I think it might get a wider release, but I don't think, I don't know if that's going to happen at this point, but, um, it's an incredible movie and I just think more people should see it. Yep. Great, great performances. I'm but. very excited to check that out myself. Also, another foreign film you should check out is Roma. If you yeah, seen much it. easier access. Just watch it on Netflix. Check it out on a, Netflix. If you got a nice TV and can put your can make <clears throat> yourself not look at your phone for two hours. Make it an event. And yeah, that's it. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to this episode of Not Another Film Podcast. We're going to be coming back for you next year. We're going to be taking a look at movies that were uh, kind of universally praised that maybe some of us didn't get or didn't like when we first saw. Uh, and also feel free to check out the For Your Reconsideration podcast uh, that Cole and myself do. We're putting that up on the Not Another Film podcast channel. We've got the first three episodes for that up right now. We take on Prestige Cinema year by year and kind of decide whether or not the Academy made the right choices. And, uh, and yeah, that's about it. Feel free to check out our Twitter at, at @filmanother. You can also um, let us know your comments, suggestions, recommendations, movies that you would like us to review on the show at notanotherfilmpodcast at gmail.com. Also, check us out on Instagram and Facebook. We may have a website coming. Who knows? <laughs> um, and that's about it. Cole, anything else from you? No. Nope. All right. Happy holidays, folks. Happy holidays, folks.